0: What's up, Tootsie Pop? (laughs) This is going to be great. Um, This is story time, y'all. I love this. Um, So I was at dinner with my partner and a friend and an acquaintance, right? A friend of our friend. (laughs) And we got on the topic of what it is that I do. And I always love this question, right? Not just because obviously I am passionate about sexual wellness. I love sex. I feel like it's very, very important. It is very, very important. But I just really dig watching them figure out like their response to what I just told them, you know, because it's in those like 2.5 seconds after my initial answer that I get to enjoy the facial expression of like oh, I wasn't expecting that. Like, that's cool. I wonder exactly what she does. I'm a little uncomfortable. Well, don't act uncomfortable and say something like you're taking too long. You know, that facial expression. And I don't know why I enjoy it, but I do, right? Maybe there's like something inside of me that's like secretly hoping that one day I'm gonna come across someone who's just honestly like super nonchalant, not conflicted at all by my answer. They're just like, oh yeah, right on. That's amazing. What do you love about it? You know, but like that's yet to happen. At least, you know, in anyone who's meeting me for like the first time and figuring out what I do, like, you know, it's just never happened. One day though, I have faith, right? And it's funny too, because I'll often get like a few follow-up questions to kind of like smooth out that initial uncomfortability and like slash intrigue. Cause I know there's both there, you know? And then There are the people who just like nod their head and kind of just be like, oh, huh, you know, like that type of thing. And then we just like move on from the conversation. Like, that's it. They're like, we are not going there, leaving it alone, right? But it never fails, y'all. I'm telling you, it never fails that at some point within the time that we're together, right, I will get a very like generalized question in a very nonchalant sort of way about some sort of sexual dissatisfaction or concern, y'all. And when I say generalize, like you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes, what I mean by that is they will phrase the question so that it's not specific to them or their sexual situation, but it's very clear, like at least for me, that it's about their sexual situation, you know, like, um, which is it's honestly fine, you know, because I've also come to understand that a lot of people I talk to don't feel comfortable just like opening up candidly about their sexual life right off the bat, which I get, you know? So like in these situations, I will obviously indulge them from a very like generalized place, you know, where I will answer so that I take in consideration their comfortability, right? Because obviously like I'm not oblivious, you know? And I really don't think they are either. To the fact that we both know that what they're asking is closer to home than what they want to let on. But again, like, I want people to learn to be comfortable, you know, talking about sex, right? I want people to talk about sex like we talk about the weather or like what we're eating for dinner. So it's like, I try not to be too aggressive or demanding when it comes to like them opening up to me, right? Like, I look at it like the fact that they are even asking a stranger or somebody that they've met for the first time or maybe have only met a few times about their sexual life. Like, I think that's an amazing step in becoming more comfortable. So, like, I'm happy with slow and steady, right? Even though, like, I know people who are listening are like, Brie, you're, like, the least slow and steady person I know, (laughs) which is typically true, obviously. But um, for this particular situation, you know, I just, I take it easy, you know? And with this, like, question that was presented, he basically just asked um, about IUDs, you know, and my thoughts on it. and. So I was like, all right, well, here are my thoughts. Like I think that any form of contraception that works for her, because he was in, in reference to his wife, he was saying that she, you know, uses IUDs. And what are my thoughts on it? Um, I said, you know, whatever works for her body is great, right? Like, you know, contracept- contraception is not a one size fits all sort of thing, right? So it's completely at the discretion of who is using it. And then, you know, I followed up with like an engaging question, right? Like, oh, why do you ask? Because I feel like you know, something like that, like that generalized will just open up a space for them to also like get a little bit more vulnerable with me. You know, it's not too forward or like specific to whatever situation is like sizzling underneath that I can feel, you know, (laughs) but at least it opens up that space, right. For him to, to talk to me. So instead of answering, he like asks another question, which is also another clear sign that it's, there's more there. Um, And he asks about sex drive in relation to contraception. So clearly with this question, not having answered my previous question, and then like the tone that he asked it in, I knew right then and there that the underlying issue is that there's a lack of sexual intimacy between them happening, right? And this was his way of trying to narrow down what the cause Of that could be and then get confirmation on it. So I basically told him that, you know, again, contraception affects everyone differently. And then I gave him like a personal example, which is, you know, another great thing to do because then it's going to help him like, you know, relax because now I'm sharing personal information about myself. So now he'll feel more comfortable sharing personal information. So I told him that, that I, I didn't like birth control. You know, I, I was on the pill and it made me angry and I gained a lot of weight very quickly. Like I was super uncomfortable. I didn't feel like right in my own body. It just, I didn't feel sexy or desirable, you know? So I got off of it really, really quickly. Um, and then he asked, No, and then I asked um, if his wife liked her IUD, you know, or if she had tried any other types of contraception. Contraception, (laughs) words are hard. Um, And, you know, slowly he started opening up about how he feels like their sex life has slowed down since she started using the IUD. And it was just like, boom, there it is. That's the real meat of the combo. This is why I fucking love this shit. I've been given my opening right? To ask other questions about their life now, right? Like he's mentioned already, like the type of work that they do and how often they're together, like basically like what other factors could be contributing to the lack of sexual intimacy, right? Because there's always more there, right? Like when it comes to sexual satisfaction, even though we like to, to pin it on one thing, Right. We also like to pin it on something or someone other than ourselves. Right. But like sex is multifaceted. Okay. It's multidimensional. There's going to be multiple reasons for why sexual intimacy and sexual satisfaction aren't happening. And it's those reasons that need to be the focus. Right. In order to receive the gratification that is desired. So, so as we obviously continue to talk and I continue to now ask more questions about him. Right. It's like, anytime we point that finger out, there's three more pointing back at us. And I'm that person that's like, let's look at those three fingers pointing at you. Right. So like, what are some other possible reasons behind the lack of sex? Right. Like who initiates? How often does he masturbate? Do they mutually masturbate? Have they ever done that? Right. Um, And has he spoken to her about this? And I could see that he just started to clam up. He got super flushed, got real uncomfortable. And I could feel that he just like wanted to blame the IUD and be done with the combo. But he knew there was more to it, right? And I knew there was more to it. And he just honestly wasn't ready for that conversation. So he told me that he was starting to feel uncomfortable. Like everybody at the table laughed because everyone at the table was used to me asking these types of questions, but he was not. So, And obviously, like we weren't alone talking. So I mean, there was that too. Um and also something that I do that I did not do with him and I should have. I typically ask somebody a question that I want to ask and I'll also follow it up with, and please know you don't have to answer that. And you can say you don't want to talk about it or just like, Brie, mind your business, you know? And a lot of the time they'll laugh and they will actually answer the question that I asked, but sometimes they will take the invitation to decline, which he did. And that's totally fine in my books, right? Like typically if, if someone declines the invitation to like talk about it, then at least like, or at least or at the very least, it's given them something to think about, you know, like maybe a new perspective. And again, you know, it's easy to want to turn away from, from those things that scare us, right? Even if, if facing them could be our salvation, even if those things could be the saving grace to the situation, right? Like it's not something that a lot of people are confident in doing, or honestly even have like the communicative skills to address without some sort of sabotage. And that's learned, you know, like communication is is something that just doesn't always come naturally to people. And, and I'm even that person at times, like more often than I'd like to admit, you know, like I really am. And, and Basically, like at the end of the night, like when we were all getting ready to leave and like we even went home, like I'm this person that like will sit and think about you know the day that I had and the conversations that took place, especially when they deal with sexual wellness and like helping somebody out and and this conversation just basically had my mind racing the entire night, you know, like I kept wishing I could like be a fly on the wall in their home and like watch their interactions and like see how they communicate and feed them like words to say that could open up a space for conversation around this issue, right? Because I think for me, when I can so clearly see a hopeful outcome, I want to help, right? Like I want to be of service and I think everybody deserves to have amazing sex. So it's like, I just, I just want to be of service in some sort of way. And, and I have seen so many times and have personally experienced moments where if, Conscious communication was present, then the needs of of the partnership or even my partnership would be met, you know. And and if you have been following me or if you know me personally, you know I talk a lot about conscious communication, but I don't think I've actually ever really explained it or broken it down what that means. Because some people are like, "What do you mean?" Like they'll hear me say it and they'll be like, "All right, whatever." But I want to explain what that means, you know. And so. Conscious communication for me is comprised of, of two things, right? It's comprised of active listening and intentional conversation. And active listening, meaning listening to understand, not to respond, okay? Listening to really hear your partner's perspective and take it in, right? And hold that space for them. And then with the intentional conversation, that is just communicating back and forth with the intention of coming to a compromise, right not a sacrifice coming to an agreement or some sort of solution with respect empathy and kindness intact all right i feel like all communication could definitely benefit from from more from becoming more conscious but it is especially beneficial for conversations where there is a requirement for resolution so it was just it was just interesting to me because dinner was honestly just like another realization for me that so many people struggle to have these types of conversations or or they get nervous to communicate to their partner about an unmet sexual desire or or need and in order to feel satisfied and again i believe that everyone deserves to feel sexually satisfied i believe that people deserve to experience amazing sex and 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 i'm telling you like i will get dm'd every day literally every day about hey, how do I communicate some sort of unmet sexual need? And granted, like, that's not the question that they ask, but that's basically what they are saying. Um, and nine times out of 10, like, as we're messaging back and forth, like, the glaring issue with the lack of sexual satisfaction is that, one, they, you know, haven't spoken to their SO about that need specifically, and two, they're not even entirely clear on what it is that they do need. Right. It's typically generalized, right? There's, there's typically a lot of assumption around sex placed on their partner. And, and they haven't even yet prioritized sexual wellness for themselves outside of sex with their partner. So I'm just, I want to be here to encourage this type of communication, right? And like give you an option for opening up a super loving and super safe space for a merge of, dialogue plus action, right? Because it's one thing to talk about it. And that's the first step. That's an amazing step. But the next is is the action that follows, which is also very important. So um, I want to combine them, right? To make sure that at the end of the day, you are going to be a well fucked human, right? At the end of whatever session this is, whatever conversation, like conscious communication session that you have, you end up being a well fucked human by the end of it. All right we're not just going to be talking. Okay. We're going to be, we're going to be fucking too. (laughs) Okay. So, um, this option has four steps. Okay. So get a pen and paper, write it down, or, you know, you can just keep listening if you're not in a position to write this down. And I will add the time code for this section in the show notes and you can go back and write it all down. Um, So that you can put it into action, okay? Number one is going to be getting clear about what you need or what you want or what you desire, okay? And I want you to write it down or talk it out to yourself in your voice memos, like on your phone. I do that too. I love that. Whatever way to get this out of your head and into some sort of tangible form so that you can either you know, read it later or listen back to it and do this a few times, right? Like take some time over a week, right? What's a week? And just spend 10 to 15 minutes a day getting clear about what it is that you need. And when I say what you need, it's not like, you know, I need my partner to give me more of whatever, blah, 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 blah. No, it's like, I need more blank. Okay. This part's about you, getting clear about what it is that you need. It could be like, I need more sex in my life. I need to feel beautiful. I need to feel needed or wanted sexually, right? I want to spend intentional time with my partner. I want to crave my partner. I desire to have more oral sex. I desire a spicier love life. I desire more orgasms, whatever it might be. What do you need? What do you want or desire sexually, okay? Number two is to give gratitude for your current situation. And again, write it down. Tell your voice memos, okay? Talk about all the ways that you are grateful for your life as it pertains to your partnership. What we think about, we bring about, okay? What we resist persists. These laws are inevitable, right? So giving thanks and showing gratitude for all of the ways that you do feel taken care of, even if it's not fully taken care of, will give you a bit more perspective, okay? And it also keeps you from discrediting any of the ways that your partner does show up for you. Sometimes we focus so much on the things that we lack that we don't appreciate what we have. And that's also just as harmful to your dynamic as are our needs that are not being fully met. So this also places you in in a space of love, right? And when you're in that space, you're more open and vulnerable and kind and compassionate. You're, you're coming from a place of love, right? You're in a place of receiving. And that's a perfect place to be in, right, For for conscious communication. So... Show gratitude for where you're at now, for what you have now, okay? And the third thing is to set up a date. Set up a time. Make it non-negotiable, all right? I'd also say make it sexy, okay? And it doesn't have to be fancy either, all right? You don't even have to leave the house. You can set up a picnic outside or in your living room, right? You can run a bath for the both of you. Maybe add some candles, dim the lights, you know? Like, wear that cologne, a perfume that they love, like it doesn't matter, just make it non-negotiable with a touch of sexy or like with a lot of sexy, totally up to you, but definitely make it sexy (laughs) because the reason for this is that, you know, when you choose a time for undivided attention, laced in sex, that shit's hot, okay? Like, I don't care who you are. That shit makes my heart beat thinking about it. And if you're in a relationship right now and you are dying to have a conversation about how you could really use a few more orgasms this week, or like you'd like to try some erotic power exchange, or maybe you just want to feel so much better, you know, and you think that, you know, a few morning oral sessions a few times a week would really help that, then I guarantee your skin is warming up right now too. So this is the type of scene that allows for instant intimacy. Okay. It puts the focus on the both of you immediately. And then you can allow that closeness to be the opening for your conversation. Okay. You can let them know that you've missed them and crave them more, right? You crave more times like this with them. You can tell them all the ways that you're grateful for them because now you know, right? And all the ways you desire deeper intimacy with them, because now you know, right? You can ask questions about how you can help in meeting their sexual needs, or if there are any sexual desires that they have that y'all haven't talked about. You can use this moment as a way to show them how much you need to be fucked, all right? And guide them in in how to make it epic, because it's important This is the moment for you to shine, for you to like open up and be like, here's what I need. Here's what I require. And I love you and I want it with you. So, um, and I want you to also make sure that you are doing step one and step two prior to your date, right? Like take 20 minutes before the date while you're getting ready and just remind yourself that it's okay to want what you want and confirm for yourself what it is that you desire, right? Give thanks and show gratitude for this moment and the moment you're about to have. And then take on step three with an open mind and a compassionate heart. Okay. Um, and then step four, continue the conversation. And this is, I will argue, probably one of the most important. I mean, all of them are important, but this step is so, so important. Okay. After your productive time together, <laughs> um, stay open, stay communicating. Make it a habit for having a few non-negotiable dates a month or like as often that works for y'all, right? To sustain your sexual satisfaction. Keep exploring together. Stay curious about one another, right? Keep communicating. This is so, so important and this is what it's about. You must learn to talk to the person or the people that, you know, whatever you're going through directly affects Even if it's scary, even if it's hard, right? Even if it's new and you have no idea where it's coming from, there is always a reason, right? When you're feeling unloved or sexually rejected or misunderstood or like, you know, even if you're just not feeling desired in any way or in the way that you crave to be, you must address the issue head on in order to work through it and get to the other side, which I will say is typically the more fulfilling side. Because regardless of how, you know, everything turns out, The silver lining is that you did the hard thing and we can do hard things, right? Thank you, Glennon Doyle. (laughs) Okay. You spoke your truth. You put in the effort. You chose to face your fear instead of run or escape from it, right? You chose to open up a space for a different type of closeness, which oftentimes I find leads to greater intimacy. You chose vulnerability over ego and pride. And that is so, so powerful in any sort of relational dynamic. So I'm just really hoping that, you know, this resonated for you if you needed it. If you're still here, I'm guessing it did, right? I would love to know how everything goes and how your intimacy improves after this little four-step process. Um, And I can't wait to hear about all the amazing sex you're having, right? And all the communicating that you're doing. (laughs) because I am a huge advocate for pleasure. All right, so go get you some. Prioritize your sexual wellness for yourself and your partnership, okay? It's important. You are important, and you deserve to be sexually satisfied. So I love you so much. Um, I'm going to leave you all with that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your day to give to yourself and to spend with me. I appreciate you always. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you care about. Let them know you're thinking of them. Blast it on your social and do not forget to tag me at Brianna and Drina on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. I'll show you all the love right back. If you'd like to stay in the loop with new episodes, hit that subscribe button. And while you're at it, show your girl some love and leave a review. I enjoy having these types of conversations and bringing y'all this type of content. So your thoughts are greatly appreciated. I love you so much. Stay sexy, stay curious, and we will talk soon. Mwah.